Well, it seems like there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation around if you listen to the media and listen to some politicians. But who actually gets to define what is misinformation? Promise to step up efforts to fight misinformation. Tools we can use to combat misinformation. The need to combat misinformation. Combat misinformation. Combating misinformation. Combating misinformation. The Biden administration's full plate of combating disinformation abroad and here at home. So when I was at uh, high school, when I was in my seventh form year or year 13 as it is now, I was involved in the debating team and I was the first speaker. And as uh, in, in debating, uh, the first speaker, each of the three speakers in the team get to speak. But as first speaker, I then had to do a rebuttal of the uh, opposing team's argument. So I had to listen very carefully to what they were saying. they were saying. I couldn't just repeat what I was saying. And I couldn't just say that what they were saying was misinformation. I had to actually listen and actually put up alternative facts or show why what they had said was false. And it taught me to uh, debate and not simply just label opposing arguments. Because it's very easy just to say misinformation. And the media does it. And unfortunately, our politicians do it as well. To break that down, that doesn't seem to be prevalent amongst more of our 50 plus. It does seem to be our younger people. And those younger people are more exposed to social media. There is more disinformation available online. And they are potentially more inclined to also believe that, um, that they're safe. So you're right, there is, there is misinformation. It is hitting particular communities and we do have a job to do to reach those young people. That I think is new that worries me is the influence, particularly of uh, offshore-driven, social media-driven misinformation and disinformation. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's lots of misinformation and disinformation. In fact, it even happens in the House of Politicians. Here's the COVID response minister, Chris Hitkins, accusing nationals, Chris Bishop, of spreading in misinformation. It's misinformation this time. Sometimes it's disinformation and sometimes it's misinformation. Uh, and we also had it during the uh, cannabis referendum and the euthanasia referendum where uh, as you can see, Andrew Little was saying that there were plans to combat misinformation in election, election year referendum debates. And so they put up what they said was the information. But were they right? Uh, the fact of the matter is it was opposing information, but we just disagreed on the outcome of what would happen if you legalized cannabis and what would happen if you legalized euthanasia. In fact, in the same article, David Seymour, who was the sponsor of uh, effectively the euthanasia law, uh, said he put his trust in the wisdom of crowds to identify misinformation and manipulation when they saw it. He says, a massive misinformation campaign, or should I say misinformation campaign, has failed to shift public opinion. Well, he calls it misinformation, but in fact, it's just an opposing viewpoint. Uh, and the question is, who defines misinformation? Is it just a lazy term to actually not debate opposing ideas? The New York Times and other mainstream news organizations were criticized, left-wing newspapers, for unquestioningly reporting the Bush administration's claims that Saddam Hussein was developing weapons of mass destruction, remember that? And that those efforts justified the U.S. invasion. And John Stewart at the time, he was a well-known TV personality in the U.S., he said 
The New York Times was a giant purveyor of misinformation and disinformation because of the newspaper's editorial support for the Iraq war. This is a sh these are shifting sands. And I think I get concerned with, well, who gets to decide what that, I mean, we, in the Iraq war, I was on the side of what you would think on the mainstream is misinformation. I was promoting what they would call misinformation, but it turned out to be right years later. And the establishment media was wrong. I mean, that's the question, isn't it? Who gets to determine what is misinformation? Because the media use it, but it seems to be just a term for a viewpoint that they don't like. And it came up with the Joe Rogan issue. You may have heard of Joe Rogan, a very popular broadcaster in the United States. He's on Spotify, a big contract, massive listening audience, and the left are trying to cancel him because they think he promotes misinformation, especially around the COVID issue. Uh, and his response was this. He says, the problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. He said eight months ago, if you said if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you will be removed from social media. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you would have been banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek. The science does change. Our understanding of science can change. Uh, and so debates need to happen, and we need to have these robust debates. Let me just finish with this clip from the Media Research Council in the US. As they show just the shifting sand in terms of information around two key issues, around masks and vaccines. Things like that are the ones that they would recommend for, for citizens. Even cloth masks can help protect the people wearing them. Even cloth masks. Here's Director Redfield saying that masks at this point, more important, more protective than a vaccine. Let's watch. This face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine. Cloth mask works. Cloth mask works. Trust the science. That was what you might call the accepted truth. And if you'd shared an article disputing it on Facebook or Twitter, it would have been flagged with one of those disinformation tags. Media types would have scoffed at you and told you to trust the science and generally treated you like an ignorant rube. You know, honestly, John, there are people out there that say the earth is flat. So who do you believe? The people that out there that say the earth is flat? Or do you believe the science and the evidence that we know the earth is round? And so masks protect you, masks protect your neighbor. And that's the science, that's the data. Waiters do not determine the science. So, so wear a mask. You got that, waiters? Wear a mask. Except, no, actually don't, because the science just changed, and now a bunch of health experts are telling us, hey, cloth masks are actually almost useless. CNN medical analyst uh, Dr. Lena Wen says a cloth mask just isn't enough. Circumstances have changed. Case counts are declining. Also, the science has changed. Uh, I, th I think a cloth mask is, is not a good idea. I think that cloth masks for all people... <laughs> including children, should be kind of a thing of the past. At this point, is there any reason to wear a basic cloth mask uh, like we all did in the early days of the pandemic? No. 
If you made the mistake of getting it right before the experts did, you were labeled a conspiracy theorist. You'd have been a danger to society for spreading misinformation. Maybe the media would have caught up to speed faster if they hadn't been so busy demonizing everyone who was saying a year ago what they're saying now. If these censorship-obsessed fake intellectuals were held to their own standards, they'd have lost their jobs for sowing uncertainty about vaccines. Yeah, the same media that want people's livelihoods destroyed for doing that now. Back in 2020, they just couldn't handle Trump bragging about his administration's vaccine initiative and calling it the Trump vaccine. Public health be damned, the orange man was being rude and they threw a temper tantrum. Pulitzer Prize winning science writer, Lori Garrett. She has a new piece in foreign policy entitled Trump's vaccine can't be trusted. Trump's vaccines can't be trusted. That's how I think utterly dangerous it is to try to rush a vaccine to market. New scrutiny over President Trump's vaccine promise and his push to get one approved before Election Day. Former FDA officials now sounding the alarm on that. Is it any wonder that opinion polls show people skeptical of a vaccine they may view as rushed to market for political reasons? It's fascinating, isn't it? Uh, misinformation actually becomes information and information becomes uh, disinformation. You know, I think we need to go back to my old debating days where we actually just listened to the opposing argument and then we rebutted that argument. When you hear the term misinformation or disinformation, you basically know that they've lost the argument. Mm -hmm.